Hello, everybody. How are ya? What's happening in your world? Yeah, this is me, Lee Jackson, America's Finest Watchman. Back again. Back, 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 back. Can't get rid of me. No. You know how many people I have set on the road to ruin by collecting and going crazy and enjoying themselves and putting all kinds of money toward their hobby. A lot of people over the years, I don't know, millions that now collect. See, the good news is if they were with me in the beginning, then they got the deals because back then everything was so much less. Now, much harder to find good deals, but we will do our best to do that. I promise we will. So, uh, think I will give you an update on my Vacheron that's having problems. It's it's sitting with Ricky and he asked me to look for my uh, balance staff, balance wheel and spring, the hairspring, because I had an extra movement that we cannibalized for parts and I can't find it. How's that? So I have to buy a movement just to get the blasted hairspring and balance wheel. There's no other way around it. Sorry. There's no other way around it. So I got to call Ricky and go over these different movements and say, which one should I buy? Because he'll look at them. He looked at one and he said, no, 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 that's as bad as what we have. We need something better. So they have movements that are actually working. So I thought that might be a good idea. Also, the movement in this Vacheron was a Jaeger LaCoultre original movement that Vacheron bought. It was used by Vacheron. Jaeger-LeCoultre, and Audemars. All three of them used the same movement. Of course, they did their little magic to it, so it's much higher quality when you get up to Vacherons and Audemars than Jaeger-LeCoultre, which isn't bad. So that's kind of where it stands. So today, I thought, I mean, I'm just crazy. I mean, if you guys want me to go completely bonkers, if that makes you happy, I can do it. Just drop me a line. Lee Jackson watches at gmail.com. Just please be nice. Um, I listen to other podcasts and so on. And a lot of times they spend more time talking about themselves and what they're eating and drinking and doing than what it, the podcast is supposed to be. And I don't know if you guys find that amusing. I'll do it. But, uh, you know, if I was doing it for like two hours, I'd have some time in there to fool around, have some fun. But because these are short, little podcasts, I really don't have that much time. Besides the fact, when I listen to some of these and they go, well, today I'm drinking a beer from Ypsilanti, Michigan, and I'm like, who cares? I didn't put this on to listen to what beer you're drinking, you idiot. (laughs) Get onto the podcast. So that's why I don't like to mess around too much because I know you want to hear what I have to say about collecting watches, not about my crazy life. And some of the things that have happened to me, I know I've spent some time and talking about, I could do a lot more because I have seen a lot of crazy stuff. I could tell you exactly how shopping networks work since I've been involved with six, seven of them already. I can tell you some of the ones that are on right now are kind of ripoffs. So you got to watch out. Uh, One thing I did want to talk about is I see these ads for a watch club where you pay money every month. I think it's a hundred bucks a month or something, something like that, 400 a year, I forgot. And they send you 12 watches during the brand new watches 
and they were saying, well, this one's worth 700 and I'm thinking, well, I'm paying 100 because that's what it costs per month. So that's not a bad idea, not a bad deal. But then I looked at the names and they were just no-name watches. They were okay. If you want to wear cheap, you know, fun watches, they're okay. But what happens that I know because it happened to me is you start off with less expensive and then you evolve and you don't want to wear them because they just, there's just something about them. When you get to the better ones, you can just tell the difference and you just feel, I don't know what the word is. It just doesn't feel right when I wear these cheapies. I wear them around in the morning and when I go to sleep, I'll wear a metal band watch. But when I'm going during the day, I really, really, really want to wear a nice watch. It makes me feel better. I don't know why, but it does. I know what's on my wrist and I don't care that the rest of the world doesn't. That's their problem. Anybody that knows anything about watches would look at my wrist and say, wow, there's something interesting there. Not gaudy, just interesting. So that's kind of what I look for. And I look for these the low-hanging fruit, uh, scouring for the low-hanging watch fruit. So we were talking about uh, Philippe Chariol last episode. And I ended up buying the watch that I saw. It's called a C-O-R-L s corals or something c-o-r-l-s is the model and it's by philippe chariel who i looked at and he has passed away and i ordered this thing and the reason i ordered it was because i couldn't find too many of them online i found three of them from japan it's a big long tank and the ones from japan had a silver dial and the one i got had a black dial but same watch the ones from Japan, they're still there, are over a thousand bucks a piece. The one that I grabbed, which had the black dial, was identical. Same name, everything, was 200. So I figured, you know what? And they're quartz before you ask. So it's a fun watch for me. So I figured, what the hell? You know, I'm doing the podcast. I'll tell you guys all about it and girls. So I get this watch in and it is huge. It's the biggest tank I think I've seen yet. It's really big. It's got to be 47 millimeters long. It's really large. And the band it takes is a 22 millimeter wide band, which is extremely wide, if you don't know. Very wide band. Game with deployment buckle. Game with original band, which was a, a leather band that looked like croc, but it wasn't. So cheap band. But it said uh, Philippe Chariel on the band, so it's original. So what I'm going to do, and it has the original... Um, deployment buckle on it. So what I'm going to do most probably is take the band off, take the buckle off, put them away, get a new band. I already ordered one. That's a really cool looking band for it. Um, I think it's ostrich. I ordered half brown and half like a light brown and black. It's like very cool looking band and it'll match it nice. And I want it to go on the brown side with this watch because one of the things I know you're probably going to go, he's so petty. He's such a petty person. One of the things I think about when I wear watch during the day is I want it to match my outfit. So if I'm wearing blue, I've got a lot of watches that have blue dials or blue bands on. If I'm wearing beige or brown, don't have too many. I've got nice watches that have brown bands on them, but not everyday nice, you know, really nice ones. Like my Chopard has that band on it, but I don't want to wear that every day. Besides the fact, a dress watch with shorts doesn't, in my opinion, look right. It looks weird. You're wearing a really thin little watch with a thin band, you know, a nice crocodile or lizard band, it's dress watch and you're wearing shorts. It doesn't look right. And I like to wear shorts. 
So I want, let's see, what do I have in brown? So here's what I have in brown. So I'm wearing brown or they're something close to brown, beige, whatever. And I have a Javril, uh, the original Javril, first generation, two-tone, that I put a brown band on simply so I could wear it with brown. And it's a nice watch. And that's pretty much it. That, I've got an Epos with a black band that I that looks like a Frank Mueller. That I can wear with brown too. It looks good. Um, and then the metal band watches I have. I have two really good metal band watches, two parallel metal bands. So those could go. So I'm thinking I need more watches to go with brown because I like wearing brown. So I figured, how about if I take a black dial? Because whenever I get a black dial watch, I always put a black band on it. And yet I've seen them with like a cream, not a cream, like a coffee colored band. And it looks interesting. So I thought, what if I could blend the two? What if I could take pick up the black from the dial on the band and pick up the beige, not the beige, the like the toffee color that I really want. And I started looking. And one of the things I really, really recommend you do is find a really cool band for your watch. They're out there. They're not expensive. If you shop, uh, go online and look. One of the material, I like the materials too, different materials. I used to love Elephant. I know there, there are those of you that are going to go, uh, elephant, is he crazy? That's an endangered species. Hey, I didn't make it, okay? It's just there. And elephant, they don't do it anymore, by the way, because of that reason they used to. Used to be able to buy elephant bands, and they were just a material like crocodile, but it lasted a long time. It's very, very heavy duty. So you can't get those anymore. Uh, shark is interesting, but not for dress watches, more for sporty. Uh, there's a toe. There's a guy in Texas that comes up with these really wild materials. Like he has beaver, which is a really interesting look. It's kind of, uh, he does it in like folds, like lines, like an arrowhead, you know, repeated, 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 kind of a try in like a V repeated. I don't know. It's quilted or something, but he does to it, but it's a cool look. And he's got that, that beaver. I don't know if he still has it. Cause every time I turn around and I go, okay, I want to buy one of his bands. It's gone again. So he probably gets the material and then runs out or they outlawed or something. So I bought a toad band from him and it's nice. I put it on a diver watch. Looks really good. Black toad. It's a little bumpy, a little interesting. So long story short, I like looking for outside weird materials. My favorite these days is Stingray. And you can get them pretty reasonably. They're made in Vietnam. But when you order the uh, Stingrays, you got to make sure it comes with a buckle, comes with a hole for the buckle, comes with a hole for the pin, comes with a hole in the band. Sometimes they don't before you go, duh, they should. No, they. some of them don't. They come blank. And you got to make all your own holes in the damn thing. And that's a pain in the ass. I don't want to do that. You know, I've done it because somehow it came without anything. And I figured I'm not going to send it back. What am I going to wait two more months? Because it takes a while to get here. So those are really cool. And there's two kinds of uh, Stingray. There's polished and unpolished. The unpolished is real bumpy looking. Kind of rougher looking which I like on some of the watches, which you can't find anymore for some reason. Everybody's gone to this new polished look, which is a beautiful look. But 
you know, there's a place for everything. And I think the bumpier look looks better. I have it on a few watches that I really like. I have it on a Parallel. I have it on my Epos. I have a black one on the Epos, a blue one on the Parallel. And I like the look of the bumpy look, but I also like the polished look too. So I have a gray polished, which they call it black, but it looks gray. I put that on my Rolex. It looks phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's a polished dark gray. It looks so nice. Really woke the watch up. Sometimes you can put a band on a watch and it makes the watch just look dead. It doesn't look like anything. It's like, eh, you know, it's like every other watch. But me, I like to do something a little more exciting. To me, the band is just as important that's on that watch as the watch itself. You want it to look good. I've had watches where I put metal bands on. I've gone through three, four bands to see the one I really like. You know, I'll wear it for a while and go, yeah, you know. And then I'll find a better one. Put that on and wear it for a while. And then you finally find the right one and you keep it. So I think it's kind of important to talk about what kind of band you want to put on a watch. I ordered the band from Vietnam for this uh, Philippe Chariot, which I have, and it looks great. It runs, it's in really good shape, but it's humongous. Man, the thing is giant. the biggest tank I think I've ever seen. And, you know, when I looked at it in the picture and I said, I'm going to order it, it looked really good. It looked really rich, looked really nice. I thought, man, I could probably get away with this, you know, wearing it for a regular watch. But then when I got it and looked at it, you can see the difference for some reason. No, it looks good. I'm not saying it looks bad. It looks very good. It's a beautiful watch, but it's not of the quality that we want. Sorry to tell you that. You know, it's good, but is it great? No. But if for a runaround watch, perfect. You know, I call them my bangers. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is your famous friend, Lee Jackson, America's Finest Watchman, here with you today. Just hang for a couple seconds. We'll be right back. Okay. Yay for me. Yay for me. Boo for you. Yay for me. Boo for you. No, I don't mean that. Seriously. Okay, so getting a band is very important. Also, the width of the band is important too. Normal width on watch straps, bracelets, whatever is these days, men's 19 to 20 is normal, but these bigger watches have bigger bands. So this uh, Philippe Chariel has a 22 millimeter band, which I think is pretty big and it's just as much wider. I know two millimeters doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. It makes the watch band look pretty almost military. It's so wide. So, We'll see how it comes out. I have the watch. I'm waiting for the band to put it all together before I really start wearing it, setting in a drawer. I also left that uh, Jaeger LeCoultre club watch with Ricky. So he's going to fix that too, but he's waiting for me to give him some guidance on what to do about the Vacheron before he does anything. I have a feeling, or I could call him and he could say, Hey, I did the LeCoultre. It's already who knows with him. You know, I, he doesn't like to be bugged. He's busy. And I really don't like to bother my watch people other than they know what I want. If they have a question, they can call me or I have something to add. I'll tell them, but I don't like to bug them. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? They move pretty quick. I don't need to tell Ricky what to do. He's real good at it. He knows what to do. He doesn't need me to bug him about it. So I try not to. 
Okay, so bands are important. Um, if you buy a band, I would urge you to buy a deployant buckle to go with it because it will save the band. It'll last a jillion percent longer. The ones that I put on these deployment buckles, I haven't changed them yet. And it's been a year or two. Usually I change them, if I wear them all the time, five months. And no, I don't wear them all the time. But still, they're not wearing at all. They look perfect still. So I urge you to get a deployment buckle. Yes, it is. You can retrofit it to a regular band. You just take the buckle and the pin off and hook it to this thing. They can be very uh, unforgiving and difficult to put together. So watch out. I mean, I can spend an hour playing around with this, especially the uh, Stingray bands. They're thicker and they're hot. I don't know how to describe it. They're thicker. So they don't fit into the same spots that a flat regular band do. You really got to mess with it. You really got to push it. You got to, sometimes you have to bend the pins to get it in. So you have to have patience. I do urge you to get a good magnifying pair of glasses to wear and some jeweler screwdrivers and some watch pin removing tools. If you're going to attempt to change these, I mean, the easy bands, regular bands, they're not, they're easy. But when you start getting to metal bands and you start getting into this, especially the Stingray bands, which I love, they are so difficult to put on. And you're going to say to me, why? It should be exactly the same. And I would love to agree with you, but I can't because they're not. They're thicker. They're harder to fit into. You'll see when you try to put them into, especially the point buckle, you try to put them in, holy mackerel, they just don't want to go. You can't get the pins to get into those little holes. So after I pull my hair out for a while and fiddle with it for an hour, I'll finally get smart and say, how about if I just bend the pins? And when you bend the pin, you're bending both ends of it forward a little bit, just a little forward, not a lot. And that sometimes makes all the difference in the world. It's amazing. And it worked. Um, the other day, what did I do with a metal band? Oh, I know. I have a watch that had a metal band on it and I gave it to a friend who traded it back to me for something else. And I got it back. And one side of the, um, one side of the band where it attaches was loose. And it's one of those kind of bands that it's a curved end. It butts right up against the watch. So it should look like a Rolex. You know how you see the, they call them the end pieces. They, they sit flush and it looks like the watch is just one solid thing right to the band when it's really not, it's a hollow end piece. And the knockoff bands that are like that, that are made for Rolexes are, some of them are great quality and they're not expensive. So I know you don't want to look like a Rolex if you don't want to, you want it to look like something else, but those are the best bands. The, especially the heavy oyster and the presidential type bands and stainless, they're really good quality. Here's what to look out for. If the end piece is solid, not hollow, and you'll know what I mean when you take the end piece and look at it, some of them are going to be real hollow and some are going to be solid. When they're solid, they are made for a specific watch. The holes all line up perfectly to that watch. And sometimes the ads will say, you know, for a, a to sell or something. And you go, okay, I could put it on mine. Yeah, but try to line it up. Sometimes it's really difficult, especially the solid end pieces. So I took that one off at a solid end piece. It had a heavy oyster bracelet on it. Really nice quality too. Really nice. 
You want bands that are solid, not hollow. And you can tell the difference. If it's a fold-over link, which has this little key that fits in, forget it. Those are hideous. I hate those. Rolex used to make them years and years ago and gave up on them in the 70s. That's how lousy they were. So when you look at watches, you want to look at the link, especially on bands, look at the link on the side and see, does it have like a screw or a pin or is it that stupid fold-over link, which you can see looks like a bunch of little things stacked together inside the link. And that gives you an indication that it's a fold-over. You don't want that. They're just lousy. They're fraught with danger, as my friend used to say. So you get yourself a nice band. Now, I wanted to readjust one side of that band because it was flopping around a little bit, the end piece. It wasn't like solid, hard, um, still at the end. It was kind of moving a little bit. So that tells me that the, the pin is wrong or something's wrong. So I took it off. Lo and behold, biggest mistake I made of the day because I couldn't get it back together. And I had to fiddle and fiddle and fiddle with it. And, it, you know, for somebody that has a lot of patience, it's not that big of a deal, but for someone like me that doesn't, it is a big deal. I have to put on my hat of patience to do these things, and it is not easy. I get frustrated. And when you're in the middle of fixing something and it just doesn't want to go your way, here's my best recommendation, and I think you should take this. I'll take this to my grave. You should take it to yours because I'm telling you, every time I've ever been in an, a situation where I can't figure it out, it won't work, it won't do what it's supposed to do, stop, take a break, sit down, think it out. What's another way to go after this problem? And every time I've done that, I've figured it out every time. So when I'm trying to attach a band and it won't work, it's giving me nothing but problems, whether it's metal or stingray or leather, whatever, and you will run into this, I guarantee it. There are different diameters of these pins. Some of the pins have double shoulders on them, which is the end piece. It's like the rings of Saturn at the end. Some have no rings at the end. It's just a pin with a little end on it. I used to buy these pins in the old days that were adjustable. They would go from like 18 millimeter to 23 and they kind of like expand. And those are kind of cool. Can't find them anymore. Uh, it depends what this band calls for. Like it had, a, the reason it was moving the end piece is because it was so thin, the pin that was in there, it wiggled. It made the whole thing move. So I thought, well, I just got to find a thicker pin, which of course I didn't, couldn't find. There was that width. You have to measure what's the width and go, you can try to go a little bit bigger. So it's, so it really puts a lot of pressure on the pin. It's longer. So you're kind of compressing it. It springs back into the holes and it really holds it good because you, I've had it happen. You put in a pin that's too small or not big enough and it's fine. And all of a sudden it pops out. Your whole watch falls apart. You lose the watch. That's not a good option. And these pins are made in China and they're so cheap. Here you're, you're hinging a, a watch worth thousands on a pin worth a penny or two cents. So you got to be careful. And Rolex actually makes their own pins, which they charge a fortune for. And they're big, they're round, they're thick. They're heavy, big diameter. Uh, they're gold colored. You don't need them, but if it makes you happy, go for it. I mean, I don't care. A pin's a pin. If you put the right size pin in, I urge you go bigger than you would normally go if you can, if it'll fit, because it'll hold it better. 
Sometimes when you want to take those bigger pins out, you can't, they just won't, there's no give in them because you have to pull one side back and pull it and then the pin will pop out. But if you have a pin that's bigger and you really had to compress it to get it in there, sometimes it just won't come out. And I've had this happen. And if it happens to you, I'm going to give you a big help right now. Take a screwdriver, take um, a needle nose, stick it behind the pin. So between the pin and the lug, put it in there and twist it or pull it and break the pin in half. It won't break the watch. You got to be careful though. And you just bust the pin because they do break. If you put a screwdriver and turn it, you know, a blade screwdriver and put it in behind it and then turn the screwdriver so it puts pressure on the pin, it'll pop out. It'll break. They just put a new pin in. Big deal. Just got to be careful it doesn't break the band too because it can. Those things do happen. So you got to just be careful and do things slowly. And like I said, stop and think it out. I have screwed up more stuff and then thought about it and went... How dumb can I be? It's just, you just, I don't know. When I'm dying to tackle something, I don't think as well as I should. You know, I think I know what I want to do. But then once you get to it, there might be a better way. And when you're dealing with watches, you want to be careful because any kind of thing you mess up on a watch, maybe it can't be repaired. Sometimes they can. Like if it burn a crystal, you can put a new crystal on it. But it's expensive and time-consuming, and you lose time enjoying your watch. So you must be very careful. Also, you got to look at the end pieces on all of these metal bands. Is it a curved end piece or a solid uh, straight end piece? And what do I mean by that? Well, a straight end piece, the, the band ends at a straight line. So it goes on the lugs, and there's nothing between that part if you have a round watch, there's going to be a space behind it where normally the end piece would butt up against the bezel of the watch inside the lugs. But now you have a straight one that's not going to go all the way forward to touch the watch. It's just going to go in the lugs. And on some watches, it looks okay. On other watches, it looks terrible. So if you have a round watch and you want to put a metal band on it, I urge you try to use a round end piece that's going to butt up to it and look like it's one piece, not a band on a watch, but a watch and the band is integrated to the watch. Looks just like Rolexes. Looks so much better. So you got to be careful. Is it, a, like I said, an end piece? Is it hollow or is it solid? Is it going to fit my watch? A lot of times you got to take a shot, take a chance. I've made everyone work. So it's not like you can't make it work. You can. Uh, you might have to take uh, a drill or like a Dremel tool to it and shave it down a little bit. Sometimes you have to do that very carefully. I mean, my watchmaker that I used for 30 years, he retired, but I used to watch him work and he would go very carefully when he would use one of these. He didn't use a Dremel. He used the one that hangs down by... Um, I forgot the company, but it's like a motor with a flexible end on it. You could put different pieces on it. So he had like a little sanding thing on it and he would sand it down carefully and he had a foot pedal so he could control the speed. And yes, you can get them. They're not real expensive, but that means you got to set up a little jeweler's bench because it clamps onto the bench and I don't really have a jeweler's bench. So I just use a little Dremel tool and I can get a little flexible extension on it. And I can't control it like they can with a foot pedal. Mine's either faster, medium speed, but you know what? It works. I'm fine with it. As long as you're careful and you think it out, 
think it out. One thing I like to say, and I probably have said this to you guys, and just excuse me if I'm repeating myself because I'm getting old. I was watching a program on Nikola Tesla, one of the great geniuses, unsung geniuses of our time. And no, he didn't make the car. He was the father of electricity that you use right now. He's the father of it all. He would come up with a new idea, a new invention, and he would run it through his head over and over and over and think of every little thing. So he would build it virtually, virtually in his head. I thought that was really cool. When he got down to doing the real thing, it was ready to go. He didn't have big mistakes. So I would tell you to do the same thing. Think it out. Take the time. Don't rush. Worst thing you can do is rush into it. You know, especially think about it. You're going to use it for a long, long time. What do you want to mess it up for? Okay. Well, believe it or not, we're just about at the end of this session. So I think I got to say goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is Lee Jackson, America's Finest Watchman. Thanks again. Hope I enlightened you a little bit. So take it with you and happy hunting. And maybe next time I'll talk about the different brands of bands. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye everybody. See you later, alligator.